forward in its 21st season. And welcome back to Courtside Mavs, everybody. I hope everyone's having a fantastic night after that Dallas Mavericks win. I was attending, I was actually at the game, and wow, what a crazy game, what an atmosphere. But unfortunately tonight, I'm not joined by my co-host Murphy. He was unavailable tonight. I think he might have been after the Thunder game. But, but I am honored to say that I am joined by this person's off Mavs Twitter. You might know him. His name is um, uh, uh, Tim Gumby Away Jr., and he is the Tim Hardaway Stan, and y you all are going to love him. He's hilarious. So I thought, what a perfect night to bring him on the pod after Tim Hardaway drops 29 points and shoots almost 60% from the field. So let's give a warm welcome to Gumby. Gumby, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very fantastic. How are you, Logan? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing marvelous. Um, I was actually at the Mavs game tonight. I I really really enjoyed it, um, and you know it it was just a great it was a great entertainment to be at. This was my first time actually seeing Luka Doncic in person, and wow, it, 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 he is something special. If you have if you're in the Dallas area and you haven't had a chance to go watch Luka play yet, you're doing yourself the service. I mean, watching him play in person, it's so much different than seeing on TV, and wow, it's just. I, I got I got nothing more more to say about Luca. Luca is just amazing. He had a great night tonight. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Gumby, I want to I want to hear from you about your man. Now, guys, I'll I'll before I'll let Gumby talk about his side of the story about this. But Gumby has been the Tim Hardaway stand for the Mavs since day one. Even when Tim Hardaway was having a horrible year at the beginning of the year, Gumby stuck, st stood by Tim Hardaway's side no matter how bad he was playing and was saying, Yo, he's going to get better and he's going to approve. And it seems that Gumby, ever since he switched his Twitter account to a Hardaway stand account, Hardaway has been a god. So Gumby, I I don't want to take your credit here, but I feel like that you kind of made Tim Hardaway Jr. into what he is today. I mean, it's not more. It's not that I made him really good. It's just I've been trying to spread the truth. Where, in that, you know, when you have more patience with them, you know, I mean, we all remember in the end of last season he had that surgery with his leg. So, at the end of the last season, you know, like during the tank, like the hardcore tank, uh, you know, he was injured. So, that played a factor in why he kind of struggled in early this season. But, I mean, you also have to look at, like, his situations with other teams. So, like, obviously the Knicks. We all know that the Knicks are a terrible team. I mean, they were using Tim Hardaway as their first option, which is clearly not what he's supposed to be. Then the team before him, the Hawks, I mean, he had a good run there when they were actually good. You know, he showed some potential. But, obviously, 2016 happened. Uh... Got paid too much money. But thanks to him getting paid too much money, now he's on our team. Uh, blessing now in, he blessing is in disguise. A, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. 
Alright, so let's get into the game. The Dallas Mavericks defeated the Portland Trailblazers tonight 120-112. to I sat in section 321, which is what Matt San told me was a great 300 section. It was a great view, and I personally had a great time at the game, guys. And I'll get to this in a little bit, but actually, I'll just go to it now. When Luka hit that step back three with about about 45 seconds left, the dagger three, nothing but the bottom of the net. That was nothing like I have ever experienced at a Mavs game before, or just a sporting event. When Luka hit that dagger three and the crowd went crazy, that that was the reason I wanted to see Luka in person for those moments right there. And I mean, it was just something special, and I can't even explain how exciting and how, how fathomed I was seeing was able to see Luka be clutch like that in person. Luka went for 35, and man... It, it it was just a privilege just to be there. Shout out to my family. We took with everyone went to the game. It was great, and yeah. But let let's let's get into some stats. So, Mavs have a pretty good record when like three or four players go into double digit points as you see today. And uh, I'm gonna first talk about Maxi. Maxi had another solid game. He had ten points, five rebounds, one assist. He played 33 minutes. Shot shot. He only shot two for eight, so he had a bad shooting night. But he did shoot. He did shoot three for six on threes which is still pretty good but but dorian had a, a okay game six points five rebounds but the stars of tonight actually hold on let, let, let me get to something first seth curry had a good game tonight against his for, against his former team which he did play for portland seth curry had 16 points had a solid night but one thing i want yeah, to highlight is um, uh, jalen brunton had a very good second quarter and he kind of was that spark off the bench. Do you have any comments on how Jalen Brunson played during the second quarter? I mean, I think Jalen Brunson did great. Um, he filled, you know, the void we expected him to. Uh, just, you know, being that playmaker off the bench, uh, distributing for, you know, wide-open shooters. I mean, he also shot uh, 5 for 10 today, which is 50%. That is very good for Jalen Brunson. Uh he also got two free throws. I mean, that's always solid. He got one steal, one assist, two rebounds, plus three, uh, you know, in the game. Just right. overall solid night. We, I expect this from Brunson. This is like a very positive uh, game from him. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, Brunson, he, he, hadn't, he hadn't been playing up to what he was playing like last year. And really, he had just been missing. He really has just been struggling this year on shooting. He's been missing his shots. But in this game, in the second quarter, he was... I believe... Dude, I believe... Like, I, I, he has struggled to find a role with this team. I think Luka, being such a ball-dominant player that he is, it has really hurt Brunson's ability to control the offense for a significant amount of time like when we saw Luka Doncic when he was out uh you know yeah. when was this like we, we all remember like when Luka was out with the injury uh Jalen Brunson filled in pretty well and well now that he's back to his old role he hasn't you know done as well as before but it just proves that when Jalen Brunson has the ball in his hands, he can control the offense quite well. Yes, I think I think the one thing about Brunson is I, th I don't think he's very good when Luka's on the floor. I think Brunson has to be the main ball handler on the floor. And Brunson, I thought tonight he did a great job. He was getting into the paint, and he has this like little like runner or floater he was doing, which was very good. He did a couple post-ups. And all, overall, he set up a couple good good open looks, and that's what you want. He was that spark off the bench that kept us, kept us in the lead. And the first quarter was pretty bad. I mean... I mean, Portland, I can't talk about 
See, seeing Damian Lillard in person, man, holy crap, Damian Lillard is so good, man. The way the way he just effortlessly gets to the basket, seeing it live, I mean, good lord, Damian Lillard is so good. He he just comes off those screens, hits those threes. I mean, it's just amazing to watch in person of how how effortlessly his shot is and how good it is. And Damian Lillard isn't even fully healthy. He's, he was playing sick. And one thing I do want to highlight, though, for just note, CJ McCollum only played 11 minutes tonight. I watched him at the other end. He did come down on somebody's shoe, and I believe he rolled his ankle, so he missed the remaining yeah. of the game in the second quarter. So, uh, prayers to CJ. Hope he hope he's all he hope he's okay. Ends up being nothing major. But Lillard, we we kind of let Lillard, Lillard do whatever he wanted. He had 34 points, 10 assists, and he really was Portland's only scorer tonight. But Carmelo Anthony, I would say he had a pretty solid night. He was bullying. Yeah, Melo Melo gave us some problems in the especially in the paint, but not it wasn't too bad. Also, Hassan Whiteside, uh, he, he was actually 9 for 10. Yeah, we can get into Hassan Whiteside. He had five that, blocks. Because Hassan Whiteside, us letting him dominate, dominate. dominate in the paint, yeah, that's a big problem. That's that's more of just a whole problem that we can get into later in the pop when we start discussing some of the trade rumors and stuff. But yes, Hassan Whiteside had a great day today. He had, let me see here, he had 21 points, but he had 18 rebounds. And where the Mavs lack, it's not on the offensive rebounding. They get destroyed on the defensive glass. By like these big dude, physical centers, dude, he had a per he had a Dwight Powell esque nine for ten in the field. Yes. Very Dwight Powell like. Speaking of Dwight Powell, ninety Dwight, Dwight Powell did not have a good game tonight. He got bullied in the paint, and they ended up pulling him at the end of the game because he just couldn't do anything to stop. Which I don't understand why they keep having a. Uh, Dwight Powell guard these big physical guys. It makes no sense to me. But th- these are the games to where it really make, makes you question. If the Mavs play a team like the Lakers or like the Jazz in the playoffs, what are they going to do? I mean, no one's going to stop Gobert. We don't have anybody to take him away that's big and physical. I mean, KP, KP's KP, but he's not like a big physical center. That's why I've been advocating for the Mavs to go get somebody like maybe not maybe, Andre Drummond. Maybe Boban. Yeah, Boban, Boban like Boban did not play tonight. I wish he would have gotten some minutes when they were destroying us in the paint. That would have helped. Yeah, Boban just Boban's presence there. I mean, the guy is seven four. I mean, you, <laughs> the guy is a physical like monster in the paint. Like no one wants to go near that guy. Yeah, and I I really think that like. Hassan Whiteside giving us problems in the paint. It really shows, again, the Mavs. The Mavs were able to overcome tonight by scoring, but there are going to be games where your offense can't score enough, but you need your defense to be solid. In those games, the Mavs just cannot stop anyone in the paint. Hassan Whiteside was doing whatever he wanted. And that's why I really advocate for the Mavs to get somebody maybe like a Derek Favors or a Tristan Thompson. The Mavs need some, some physical center to put next to KP that's going to help box out and get those dirty rebounds at the, at the clutch because the problem is the Mavs they don't get the clutch rebounds when they need to they don't get those out they don't box out people and get those physical rebounds but that that's the thing we can get into later um but on the Mavs side let's get to who I think stole the show tonight which is Gumby's man Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. tonight he had 29 points four rebounds he had no assist because he's he didn't need to pass the ball because he was so freaking good Tim Hardaway shot nine. For, <laughs> he shot. He shot nine for sixteen, fifty-six percent. He had six for seven on the free throws, and he was five for eight on threes, which is sixty-two percent. So Hardaway shot a total of fifty-six percent from the game, which is amazing. So Gumby, what do you have to say about Tim Hardaway Jr. his performance tonight? Espectacular, spectacular. He is. He has been really good uh, for this stretch of games, like. 
I don't know why the league does not talk about this Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway Jr. duo more. Like, it's just been incredible. I mean, Luka Doncic, you know, he does all the playmaking stuff, but Tim Hardaway's ability to catch and shoot and, you know, pull up from mid-range, also drive in, plus he isn't, He's actually improved at defense, which has been, you know, a huge plus for us. Uh, we all saw that uh, clutch steal he had against Damian Lillard, which was, I think it created, I think it was like maybe a free throw or, no, it wasn't a free throw. It was just another possession. Yes. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, so Tim, Tim's been spectacular. I, I don't know why the league never talks about him. And I, you know? I would like to advocate everyone to go check out Gumby on his Twitter, the Tim Hardaway Jr. apology form. So why, why, why don't you go ahead and explain, uh, yeah. explain that to the viewers or the listeners? Yeah, if if you ever disrespected Tim Hardaway Jr. due to his contract, uh, uh, due to him taking some bad shots or whatever it may be, please go to my uh, Twitter account and sign that form because... Uh, that's your only way of uh, getting a formal apology. Why don't you plug? <laughs> why don't you plug plug your Twitter? Plug my, my Twitter. Uh huh. What do you mean, like? Like say, not what, Jeff Gumby? Yeah, no. What what's your at? What's your at on Twitter, buddy? Yeah, at not Jeff Gumby, right there. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tweet it when I tweet at the pod, but. Yeah, Tomorrow Jr. has us all night. I think what's impressed me most about Tomorrow Jr. is just his consistency. I mean, he is he is he is starting to be a consistent guy from three. And I think what's more important is he's coming off those screens on those mid ranges, and he would brick those early in the year. Now he's hitting those mid ranges consistently now, and he, and it's such a weapon because when you have a guy that can just come that can drive in the paint and just pull up at the elbow and make those consistently, that's a weapon to have when you have somebody that 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 can make those mid range jumpers consistently. Yeah, we, he's also a guy that can help us, you know, if we're down eight points, he can give us a quick six buckets. Or, sorry, six points. <laughs> six buckets would give us the lead. And, and but I, you know what I mean. Like, I, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Yeah, and plus, yeah, just, he's just, if you watch the games, he's basically open all the time. Like, his ability to get open is also pretty underrated at this point. Yes, and I I think one of the big things that Nuri talks about THJ is he he is a people I know he doesn't his defense doesn't get talked about a lot, but he but when it needs to be he had some great defensive possessions on Damian Lillard to where he did not let him drive. He contested those deep threes and he made Lillard take a bad shot. I mean his defense has been very underrated to me and it, and it, his defense has impressed me. I think he's an underrated defender and I really think he's his his defense has really been helping the Mavs out. He's he's kind of doing what Wesley Matthews did at this point, but it's, but like better. Yeah, because he's more athletic and he obviously has something to play for. It's an actual winning situation. And I think really just Tim Hardaway Jr. at the beginning where he would take a lot of bad shots, but I think he's figured out he knows his spots now and he knows when to shoot. But also, he's not shooting crazy fadeaways now. He's making sure like he's spotting up or he's set when he's shooting. And uh, yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. is set when he Much shoots. Much better. He's way better. And when Tim Hardaway Jr. can sit three-point line, he can pump fake. Like now people are going to contest his three, so he'll just be able to pump fake and take a couple steps and shoot a mid-range or drive. But even now, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's still, I think he's been a good passer, and I still think he can, he can play make and he can still find people that are open. So, yeah, tomorrow Jr. has a solid game, but let's move on to somebody I want to talk about. I want to talk about Luka. 
and Luca. Luca's solid night. Luca had 35 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Luca shot 11 for 23, 47%, five for eight on free throws. Need to get that up. But where I think Luca stood out tonight was his three point percentage. Luca shot. That was insane. Luca shot eight for 12 from three, 66%. And that's where I want to start. Luca had been abysmal from three last. The stretch of the last four or five games, he he'd only made like four threes out of like seventeen, eighteen threes. But he came out on yeah. fire tonight in the first quarter. Luca went four for four in threes. He had fifteen points in the first quarter. He ended up eight for twelve on threes. Which All is, threes. Yeah, eight for eight for twelve on threes, which which is which is an amazing percentage. That that Luca, if Luca can just get that three consistent, I think he heard the criticism. I mean. That that's what that's what the great players do. They they focus on one thing of their game that's not good, and they make it better. Like if Luca can just get his three point percentage back up to around thirty five, I mean that'll be huge. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what I do not understand though is how the heck did Luka Doncic make the three point contest? Oh my God, that's the, I, no. They just wanted to, and I, they just wanted to be Luca versus Trey Young in the three point contest. That's the yeah. Only, that's it. That, that, I don't understand. No, but like here, but here's the thing. someone, Luka, some good Luka, three point shooter. Luca, dude, is Tim so, Hardaway Jr. Dude, Tim Hardaway Jr. would win that contest or be last place. Yeah, no, he would either like make like thirty. He'd be like twenty five out of thirty, or like make like yeah, seven, yeah, dude, dude. Or first pull. round, first round, he'd be perfect. Next round, he'd make like. Two shots. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing we know. Luca's gonna do better than Paul George did. He's not he's gonna make more than six. Oh yeah, he he's not gonna be he's not gonna embarrass himself. Obviously he's gonna put up a good fight. But, here, but here, here's, I mean here's the thing we're though. gonna see we're we're gonna see a good player miss the three point contest. Like if we see a player like Davis Bertons miss it because Luca had to be in it, like I'm gonna be outraged because Davis Bertons has been flames from three. Yeah, no, I don't even know who's the three-point contest. But I was talking about, like, people think, like, Luka takes all his three and step back. Like, Luka actually isn't a bad, like, just spot-up three-shooter. Like, when he, like, if you, like, if when you watch him at practice I and agree. stuff, when he's just standing still and just casually just shooting threes, like, he would be in a three-point contest. I mean, he can make those fine. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I want to say, I think Seth Curry should be in the three-point contest again. Steph's not in it. And Clay won't be in it. So you have Seth and... They need to confuse the casuals into thinking Curry's in the contest. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, can we, can 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 I quick quick shout out to John ja, John ja Morant really quick? John ja Morant ended somebody's life tonight and dunked on them, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out to John ja Morant for. We're gonna see John ja Morant in the dunk contest, and I think he's gonna win. That that's my dark horse for the dunk contest. Dude, I think he stepped out. Did he? Yeah, I think he just did. Here, I get. I can double check for you, but <laughs> dude, I was so pissed when he uh when he uh stepped out. It's fine. Yeah, believe. sources. According to Yahoo Sports, Grizzlies rookie John Morant will not participate in the slam dunk contest, oh. which is uh just put Dennis. I'm very just pissed. put Dennis Smith back in the dunk contest because I know he can <laughs> jump. Bro, I want to see Aaron Gordon versus Zach. He had the most technical dunk, Captain Jackass, right there. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. 2017, those were the uh, the tank years. Mm-hmm. The only thing we had to play for was a dunk contest. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. probably had one of the probably greatest... Three, dunk- three 60 through the legs that, did most- that didn't even get a 50. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do people know how hard it is to do that? Like, dude has like Bro, smaller I, hands than like, 
I want to Carter see in the dunk contest. I want to see Dwight Howard, like pull out the Superman again and do the same thing he did like in like 2010 when he jumped from like the free throw line and like threw it in. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. They they need to get Aaron Gordon or Zach Levine back in the dunk contest to make it entertaining, because that Aaron Gordon Zach. I Levine, think Zach. What'd you say? I think Aaron Gordon might come back. I think Aaron Gordon might come back, but I think Zach Levine. I think is done. Bro, that like he's already proven. He's already proven like how good he is. That that Aaron, <laughs> that Aaron Gordon Zach Levine dunk contest was the best dunk contest I've ever watched. That was so insane. Not the best, like yeah, yeah, the, like the best, like that's uh, the one, best one I've ever seen in my lifetime. But, yeah, yeah, but moving on, let's let's get off top. We'll get back on topic for a little bit. Well, actually, let me talk about the All Star voting. Luca is currently second in the All Star voting behind LeBron. With it goes LeBron, Luca, and then Giannis. But Luca should be first. Luca, Luca is like 200,000 votes behind LeBron for to be the All Star captain. Luca's gonna be a starter. I, I don't know who he'll get picked by. I hope Giannis picks him, and then we can all start the tampering for Giannis and Luca. Then Luca can be on Team Giannis. Him and Giannis can bond, and then Luca can convince Giannis to come to Dallas in twenty twenty one. You know that's the that's the plan, right? That's the pipe dream. No, I want I want I want Giannis to say like when he drafts Luca, I I I want my 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 European buddy Luca Doncic, and then it, like in like the social media world is <laughs> gonna be set on fire when he says that. Dude. Dude, that'd be that'd be Hilarious. that'd be insane. Like I, I wouldn't be able to fathom that. <laughs> no, imagine like Luca throwing alley oops to like Giannis in the All Star game. Oh my god, that'd be sick, dude! If Giannis is on the Mavs, dude, he'd be like Dwight Powell, like, <laughs> but Bro, like converted into Jesus. Luca or or um uh or Giannis? No, they they could just take turns because they're both so insane. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, Luca, you can't play tonight. Okay, you're just gonna like, you know, take some catch and shoot threes. Yeah, no. Have we'll Giannis, Giannis do everything. Giannis else. could just drive and then just drop it to Luca who could score, or Luca could just ISO and then hit Giannis on a cut and just literally he would just. Dunk it'd on be the court. cheesiest duo of all time. No, and then, the, you, and then you, it'd and be and the then, best duo of all time. And then you like, still, and then you still have KP. And and Tim Hardaway. <laughs> yeah, that means that would be ridiculous. All right, so. Past the, let, let's get into some KP talk because KP was announced today tonight that he was he, KP didn't play again, and I want to get your thoughts on do you, do you think what do you think of KP's injury? Do you think Mavs fans should be concerned about it, or do you think that they're just being really precautionary about it? I mean, I believe the Mavs have been just very precautionary with this injury. I mean, we cannot co- like this team has proven that without KP. Uh, like we probably cannot go far in the playoffs, so they want to make sure KP's a hundred percent by the time we make the playoffs, and he does not get like nagging injuries around there. Mm-hmm. I also like assumed that it was maybe like tendonitis. Yeah, that's maybe it is tendonitis. I think, I think it is tendonitis. I think they're hiding something because you don't get a PRP injection for a sore knee. Yeah, I think, I think my. Uh, original assumption that it was like a pat- patellar tendonitis. Dude, I have like this uh, sports injury book. Basically, when someone gets injured on TV, I'm just like, you know, searching through that. <laughs> uh, I, I I had patellar tendonitis. I play basketball. It's really just from like overuse. I think he he could have been. Over- yeah. I think he could have been. Over- yeah. It's also called it's also called a uh, jumper's, jumper's knee. knee. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think he could have been. I think if he if I think the reason he hurt his knee, I think he just was he was he was worried about his putting so much like pressure on his on his yeah, back. I, 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 I think he overcompensated to his other knee, and maybe that had some problems. But I hope I hope the master yeah, just. I have being Dude, very I've... cautionary about this. The math needs to take. KP needs to take as long as time as he wants. I I'd rather the math just come out and say. KP's going to be out until after the All-Star break. I'd rather just them say that. But the, the Mavs, they do have a pretty easy February coming up. So I think the Mavs really need to have KP back during that February so they can crush all these really bad under 500 teams in the February and they can go back up into the standings. Yeah, from I have a per, from personal experience, I also had, you know, an ACL tear. I actually have had it twice. It basically ended my, you know, soccer career. Uh, in high school, I mean, I was I I consider myself pretty good, but you know it was really bad, especially the first time I tore my ACL, LCL, uh, MCL, and meniscus all torn out, and uh, basically one side of your leg is just completely uh, uh, turned into like a baby leg, and your other leg is you know jacked up. So basically, when that happens, you're gonna want to rely on your left leg and what that basically does is it makes your left leg like completely used up or you know like overused so i can understand uh that i can understand like the problems that kp might be having if it's because of that yes yes I, yeah that, that makes total sense i don't, I don't think it's a long-term thing i think because i've looked up a prp injection is not like a steroid injection prp is a much safer injection and it usually takes up to it could take up to a month to start like easing that pain but i i, I if kp had to like have some season ending surgery i wouldn't be really mad about it because i mean it, it's 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 year one of a five of a five-year contract i mean it, that it's the first year it wouldn't really make me that mad, but I don't think it's a long-term thing, guys. I think y'all shouldn't panic. I think we should just relax. And I mean, we got the Clippers game coming up Tuesday. Relax I think, and enjoy the ride. I think that, enjoy I, Dwight Powell. I think that I think <laughs> yeah, Powell. I enjoy think, Dwight Powell's five for six. Yeah, and six rebounds. Yeah, I I I don't I think the Clippers game on Tuesday is going to be a good like benchmark to see how to see how good the maps are without KP. Because if, if, if the Mavs get, like, blown out by the Clippers, then, like, okay, yeah. But if the Mavs, if Luke is able to, like, hold his own with the Clippers. Now, I don't know who's out for the Clippers. I don't know if Paul George is out. I don't know if Kawhi is going to be load-managed. But the Clippers are a team. The reason that I think they can beat the Mavs is the Clippers just will out-physical the Mavs in the in the. Pain. Yeah, they, they display that in the beginning of the year. Like, we just completely got destroyed by them. But, again, as a young team, uh, we learn from these uh, games. So, maybe... We'll come out, get the dub. Yeah. Tim Hardaway will score three points. Calling right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Tim, Tim Hardaway is going to make uh, Patrick Beverly mad. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. It's all, all going to be good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's hop into our final topic of the pod. We're out 30, 30, 40, 34 minutes right now coming up. So we'll, we'll do this little three, four minute segment. We'll end it around 40 minutes. Not just a little, short, a little shorter pod tonight. But I'm, uh, let's get into some trade talk. So I'm. Uh, as we know, the Robert Covington was rumored to be trading talk between the Mavs. The Mavs were having some heavy talks with Robert Covington, apparently. The Rockets dropped out, so it's really between the Mavs and the Sixers Sixers now for Robert Covington. So I wanted to know, Gumby, what would you think of a Robert Covington to the Mavs trade? Oh, man, it would be too good to be true. I mean, I have, per- I have said that I think our biggest need right now is a backup forward. I mean, we saw tonight Justin Jackson. He played 21 minutes. 
He scored zero points, grabbed four rebounds, got blocked, got one assist. I mean, we're not going to have a forward to rely on in the playoffs uh, when it comes, you know? So if we can have Roku, Roku can start, right? And we can have Dorian come off the bench. Mm-hmm. Roku gives you... Roku averages this season uh, 1.7 steals and one block. So that could... I'm pretty sure also that the Mavs are, I think, dead last or close to dead last in steals. So trending for a guy like Robert Covington creates a lot of chances in terms of steals, uh, which can turn into fast break points. Mm-hmm. So like you can have Rocco steal the ball, then he passes it to Hardaway Jr. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. can, you know, throw a windmill dunk. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this would be my ideal storyline if you got Robert Covington trade. So my trade proposal for Robert Covington would be something like, the Golden State second round pick, uh, Jalen Brunson and yeah. Justin Jackson. So let's say that's the trade package: Justin Jackson, Jalen Brunson, Golden. I'm State fine with that. Second, yes. So now let's say you get Robert Covington here. I think your starting lineup is Luca, THJ, Robert Covington, KP, and Maxi. That would be, I think, your five. Then, if you wanted to roll out a smaller lineup, you could go with Luca, 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 THJ, Dorian, Robert Covington, and KP. But I think if you if you give if you give Tim if you give Dorian's minutes to Robert Covington and then you give Justin Jackson's minutes to Dorian, your wing depth now you have two three and D wings that are both really solid and Robert Covington adds playoff experience. And consistent. Yeah, playoff experience yeah, for Robert just, Covington. Justin Justin Jackson hasn't been terrible. The problem is that he hasn't been, really been that consistent. I mean, like, like in the beginning of the season, we thought like, boy, dude, this guy's a threat from three but then later in the season he's just like, like disappeared you know <laughs> yes and, and they I, put ryan brokoff in and you know he's I a hope, god obviously i hope ryan brokoff comes back soon i miss ryan brokoff yeah i miss ryan brokoff too man uh also uh so yeah robert yeah so those two lineups you said uh yeah i would agree like the good thing about this is that we can fluctuate lineups so it would allow us to you know uh adjust to uh, different matchups. Like, if we played against the Lakers, who have, like, two very, like, a lot of dangerous paint, uh, paint players, like JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, uh, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, uh, we can, like, you know, change up the lineups, and we'll probably be fine. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think Robert Covington, like, Justin Jackson and Dorian sounds eh, that's okay, but if you put Dorian, if you put Robert Covington as a starter and then Dorian as your bench guy, I mean Dorian coming off the bench in that bench unit would be even greater. And I feel like because in the playoffs the starters are going to get more minutes, and you don't you don't use as much as your bench. So Luca and KP's minutes are going to get more by the playoffs, and I think just. I feel like adding Robert Covington as a three and D win. I think what you're getting from Robert Covington is more of he's more of like a Seth. He's more of like a, he's more of like a kind of like a he's kind of like a Seth Curry, but like as like a if Seth Curry was bigger and played defense, that's what I would compare Robert Covington to. He 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 has the ability to go off for thirty points a game. He did it against the Mavs. He can shoot, but I think you're really getting him for his tenacity on defense. And what he brings to you on the defensive end, but also he can be a good—he can ISO and he can score, but he also he, yeah. can, he can be a good catch and shoot guy. 
And I, I mean, I think really if the Mavs add a three and D wing, I think that would be great. I think that's a piece they could they could use. And Robert Covington's contract is not; it's very good. It's only like eleven point two million dollars, and the Mavs have a, have an eleven point five million dollar trade exception, so they could very well use that. Eleven point eight or eleven point eight. Yeah, yeah the Mavs have the trade exception to do that trade. So I really think it's going to happen as we get closer to the deadline on February like 14th or something like that. It better happen. But yeah. Plus, plus. Uh, so if we made that trade with the Timberwolves, uh, the Timberwolves recently made that Jeff Teague trade, which uh, opened up a trade exception uh, uh, for, what's his name, Trevion Graham, uh, 1.6. Jim Brunson's only making 1.4. So it'd be basically a straight-up salary dump for uh, the Timberwolves. And they'd get the playmaking point guard they'd want, a second-round pick, and plus a forward, you know, to also develop with uh, that young core. Yep. So I think that's where we're going to leave the pod tonight, guys. We're about 40 minutes now. So thank you all for tuning in to Courtside Mavs. Uh, thanks, Gumby, for joining us tonight as our special guest. You might see him a couple more times whenever I have to have somebody fill in. But yeah, Gumby, you got anything to say before we sign off? You want to, like, plug all your social media and whatnot? Uh- uh, so yeah, follow me on Twitter at NotChefGumby. Uh, also follow me on Instagram, NotChefGumby. And uh, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. Gone mode. I was on the train since the trade uh, came through. Actually, since probably he was a free agent with the Hawks. Dude, if you have not seen his highlights in the Rising Stars Challenge, I recommend you watch that. Yeah, he you. goes against Dion Waiters. Who, uh, Dion Waiters you know eating gummy bears somewhere um (laughs) he's he's eating gummy bears somewhere uh yeah i recommend you watch that uh tim hardaway jr my bold prediction for next game against the clippers he's going to drop 25 all right so yeah guys thanks for you for listening to courts a mabs um We'll be back. I'll be back probably Tuesday night or Wednesday or during or Wednesday. We'll have a post game after the Clippers game. We might have another pod pod this weekend. So yeah, Murphy and I will be back on our next pod Tuesday or this weekend. So yeah, thanks for Gummy for joining us. And yeah, thank you all for listening to Courtside Mavs. And remember, we're by the fans for the fans. Signing off, guys. Peace. And at forward in his 21st season. And welcome back to Courtside Mavs, everybody. I hope everyone's having a fantastic night after that Dallas Mavericks win. I was attending, I was actually at the game, and wow, what a crazy game, what an atmosphere. But unfortunately tonight, I'm not joined by my co-host Murphy. He was unavailable tonight. I think he might have been after the Thunder game. But, But I am honored to say that I am joined by this person's off Mavs Twitter. You might know him. His name is um uh, uh Tim Gumby Away Jr. and he is the Tim Hardaway Stan and y- you all are gonna love him. He's hilarious. So I thought, what a perfect night to bring him on the pod after Tim Hardaway drops 29 points and shoots almost 60% from the field. So let's give a warm welcome to Gumby. Gumby, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very fantastic. How are you, Logan? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing marvelous. Um, I was actually at the Mavs game tonight. 
I I really really enjoyed it, um, and you know it it was just a great it was a great entertainment to be at. This was my first time actually seeing Luka Doncic in person, and wow, it, 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 he is something special. If you have if you're in the Dallas area and you haven't had a chance to go watch Luka play yet, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, watching him play in person, it's so much different than seeing on TV, and wow, it's just I I got I got nothing. More, more to say about Luca. Luca is just amazing. He had a great night tonight. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Gumby, I want to, I want to hear from you about your man. Now, guys, I'll, I'll before I'll let Gumby talk about his side of the story about this. But Gumby has been the Tim Hardaway stand for the Mavs since day one. Even when Tim Hardaway was having a horrible year at the beginning of the year, Gumby stuck, stood by Tim Hardaway's side no matter how bad he was playing and was saying, Yo, he's going to get better and he's going to improve. And it seems that Gumby, ever since he switched his Twitter account to a Hardaway stand account, Hardaway has been a god. So Gumby, I I don't want to take your credit here, but I feel like that you kind of made Tim Hardaway Jr. into what he is today. I mean, it's not more. It's not that I made him really good. It's just I've been trying to spread the truth. Where, in that, you know, we need to have more patience with him. You know, I mean, we all remember in the end of last season he had that surgery with his leg. So, at the end of the last season, you know, like during the tank, like the hardcore tank, uh, you know, he was injured. So, that played a factor in why he kind of struggled in early this season. But, I mean, you also have to look at, like, his situations with other teams. So, like, obviously the Knicks. We all know that the Knicks are a terrible team. I mean, they were using Tim Hardaway as their first option, which is clearly not what he's supposed to be. Then the team before him, the Hawks, I mean, he had a good run there when they were actually good. You know, he showed some potential. But, obviously, 2016 happened. Uh got paid too much money but thanks to him getting paid too much money now he's on our team uh blessing now he is yeah everything happens for a reason everything happens for a reason all right so let's get into the game the dallas mavericks defeated the portland trailblazers tonight 120 to 112 I sat in section 321, which is what Matt Stan told me was a great three intersection. It was a great view, and I personally had a great time at the game, guys. And I'll get to this in a little bit, but actually, I'll just go to it now. When Luka hit that step back three with about about 45 seconds left, the dagger three, nothing but the bottom of the net. That was nothing like I have ever experienced at a Mavs game before or just a sporting event, when Luka hit that dagger three and the crowd went crazy, that that was the reason I wanted to see Luka in person for those moments right there. And I mean, it was just something special, and I can't even explain how exciting and how, how fathomed I was seeing was able to see Luka be clutch like that in person. Luka went for 35, and man, it, it, it was just a privilege just to be there. Shout out to my family. We took with Everyone went to the game. It was great. And yeah. But let, let's, let's get into some stats. So... Mavs have a pretty good record when like three or four players go into double-digit points, as you see today. And uh, I'm going to first talk about Maxi. Maxi had another solid game. He had 10 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. He played 33 minutes. Shot, shot. He only shot 2 for 8, so he had a bad shooting night. But he did shoot, he did shoot 3 for 6 on 3s, which is still pretty good. But, but Dorian had an uh, okay game, 6 points, 5 rebounds. But the Stars 
of tonight. Actually, hold on. Let, let, let me get to something first. Seth Curry had a good game tonight against his for, against his former team, which he did play for Portland. Seth Curry at 16 points had a solid night. But one thing I want yeah, to highlight is um, uh, Jalen Brunson had a very good second quarter, and he kind of was that spark off the bench. you have any comments on how Jalen Brunson played during the second quarter? I mean, I think Jalen Brunson did great. Um, he filled, you know, the void we expected him to. Uh, just, you know, being that playmaker off the bench, uh, distributing for, you know, wide-open shooters. I mean, he also shot uh, 5 for 10 today, which is 50%. That is very good for Jalen Brunson. Uh, he also got two free throws. I mean, that's always solid. He got one steal, one assist, two rebounds, plus three, uh, you know, in the game. Just overall solid night. We... I expect this from Brunson. This is like a very positive uh, game from him. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, Brunson, he he hadn't he hadn't been playing up to what he was playing like last year, and really he had just been missing. He really has just been struggling this year on shooting. He's missing his shots, but in this game in the second quarter, he was. I believe, dude. I believe, like I I he has struggled to find a role with this team. I think Luca. Being such a ball dominant player that he is, it has really hurt Brunson's ability to control the offense for a significant amount of time. Like when we saw Luka Doncic when he was out, uh, you know, yeah. when was this like? We, we all remember like when Luka was out with the injury. Uh, Jalen Brunson filled in pretty well, and well, now that he's back to his old role, he hasn't you know, done as well as before, but it just proves that when Jalen Brunson has the ball in his hands, he can control the offense quite well. Yes, I think I think the one thing about Brunson is I, th- I don't think he's very good when Luka's on the floor. I think Brunson has to be the main ball handler on the floor. And Brunson, I thought tonight he did a great job. He was getting into the paint, and he has this like little like runner or floater he was doing, which was very good. He did a couple post-ups. And all, overall, he set up a couple good good open looks, and that's what you want. He was that spark off the bench that kept us kept us in the lead. And the first quarter was pretty bad. I mean, I mean, Portland, I can't talk about. See, seeing Damian Lillard in person, man, holy crap. Damian Lillard is so good, man. The way the way he just effortlessly gets to the basket, seeing it live, I mean, good Lord. Damian Lillard is so good. He, he just comes off those screens, hits those threes. I mean, it's just amazing to watch in person of how, how effortlessly his shot is and how good it is. And Damian Lillard isn't even fully healthy. He's, he was playing sick. And one thing I do want to highlight, though, for just note, CJ McCollum only played 11 minutes tonight. I watched him at the other end. He did come down on somebody's shoe, and I believe he rolled his ankle, so he missed the remaining yeah. of the yeah. game in the second quarter. So uh, prayers to CJ. Hope he hope he's all he hope he's okay. Ends up being nothing major. But Lillard, we we kind of let Lillard, Lillard do whatever he wanted. He had 34 points, 10 assists, and he really was Portland's only scorer tonight. But Carmelo Anthony, I would say he had a pretty solid night. He was bullying. Yeah, Melo. Melo gave us some problems, in the especially in the paint, but not. It wasn't too bad. Also, Hassan Whiteside, uh, he Wait. he was actually nine for ten. Yeah, we can get into Hassan Whiteside. He, he because had five that, blocks because Hassan Whiteside, us letting him dominate, dominate dominate in the paint. Yeah, that's a big problem. That's that's more of just a whole problem that we can get into later in the pod when we start discussing some of the trade rumors and stuff. But yes, Hassan Whiteside had a great day today. He had, let me see here, he had 21 points, but he had 18 rebounds. And where the Mavs lack, it's not on the offensive rebounding. They get destroyed on the defensive glass by, like, these big dude, physical centers. 
he had a per he had a Dwight Powell esque nine for ten in the field. Yes. Very Dwight Powell like. Speaking of Dwight Powell, ninety percent. Dwight Powell did not have a good game tonight. He got bullied in the paint, and they ended up pulling him at the end of the game because he just couldn't do anything to stop. Which I don't understand why they keep having a. a Dwight Powell guard these big physical guys. It makes no sense to me. But th- these are the games to where it really make, makes you question if the Mavs play a team like the Lakers or like the Jazz in the playoffs, what are they going to do? I mean, no one's going to stop Gobert. We don't have anybody to take him away that's big and physical. I mean, KP, KP's KP, but he's not like a big physical center. That's why I've been advocating for the Mavs to go get somebody like maybe not maybe, Andre Drummond. Maybe Boban. Yeah, Boban, Boban, like, Boban did not play tonight. I wish he would have gotten some minutes when they were destroying us in the paint. That would have helped. Yeah, Boban, just Boban's presence there. I mean, the guy is 7-4. I mean, you, <laughs> the guy is a physical like monster in the paint. Like, no one wants to go near that guy. Yeah, and I, I really think that, like, Hassan Whiteside giving us problems in the paint, it really shows, again, the maps. The maps were able to overcome tonight by scoring, but there are going to be games where your offense can't score enough, but you need your defense to be solid. In those games, the maps just cannot stop anyone in the paint. Hassan Whiteside was doing whatever he wanted. And that's why I really advocate for the Mavs to get somebody maybe like a Derek Favors or a Tristan Thompson. The Mavs need some, some physical center to put next to KP that's going to help box out and get those dirty rebounds at the, at the clutch because the problem is the Mavs they don't get the clutch rebounds when they do they don't get those out they don't box out people and get those physical rebounds but that that's the thing we can get into later um but on the Mavs side let's get to who I think stole the show tonight which is Gumby's man Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. tonight he had 29 points four rebounds he had no assist because he's he didn't need to pass the ball because he was so freaking good Tim Hardaway shot nine. For, <laughs> he shot. He shot nine for sixteen, fifty-six percent. He had six for seven on the free throws, and he was five for eight on threes, which is sixty-two percent. So Hardaway shot a total of fifty-six percent from the game, which is amazing. So Gumby, what do you have to say about Tim Hardaway Jr. his performance tonight? It's spectacular, spectacular. He is. He has been really good uh, for this stretch of games, like. I don't know why the league does not talk about this Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway Jr. duo more. Like, it's just been incredible. I mean, Luka Doncic, you know, he does all the playmaking stuff, but Tim Hardaway's ability to catch and shoot and, you know, pull up from mid-range, also drive in. Plus, he isn't, he's actually improved at defense, which has been, you know, a huge plus for us. Uh, we all saw that uh, clutch steal he had against Damian Lillard. Which was, I think it created, I think it was like maybe a free throw or, no, it wasn't a free throw. It was just another possession. Yes. So yes. yeah. Yeah. So Tim, Tim's been spectacular. I, I don't know why the league never talks about him. And I, you know? I would like to advocate everyone to go check out Gumby on his Twitter, the Tim Hardaway Jr. apology form. So why, why, why don't you go ahead and explain, oh, yeah. explain that to the viewers or the listeners. Yeah, if if you ever disrespected Tim Hardaway Jr. due to his contract, uh, uh, due to him taking some bad shots or whatever it may be, please go to my uh, Twitter account and sign that form because uh, that's your only way of uh, getting a formal apology. Why don't you plug? <laughs> why don't you plug plug your Twitter? Plug my, my Twitter. Uh huh. 
What do you mean, like, like say, not what, Jeff Gumby? Yeah, no. What, what's your at? What's your at on Twitter, buddy? Yeah, at not Jeff Gumby, right there. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tweet it when I tweet at the pod. But yeah, Tomorrow Junior had a solid night. I think what's impressed me most about Tomorrow Junior is just his consistency. I mean, he is, he is. <laughs> He is starting to be a consistent guy from three. And I think what's more important is he's coming off those screens on those mid-ranges, and he would brick those early in the year. Now he's hitting those mid-ranges consistently now, and, he, and it's such a weapon because when you have a guy that can just come, that can drive in the paint and just pull up at the elbow and make those consistently, that's a weapon to have when you have somebody that that, that can make those mid-range jumpers consistently. Yeah, we, he's also a guy that can help us. You know, if we're down eight points, he can give us a quick six buckets. Or sorry, six points. <laughs> six buckets would give us the lead. And, and but I, you know what I mean. Like, I, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Yeah, and plus, yeah, just he's just. If you watch the games, he's basically open all the time. Like his ability to get open is also pretty underrated at this point. <laughs> Yes, and I I think one of the big things that Nuri talks about THJ is he he is a people I know he doesn't his defense doesn't get talked about a lot but he but when it needs to be he had some great defensive possessions on Damian Lillard to where he did not let him drive he contested those deep threes and he made Lillard take a bad shot I mean his defense has been very underrated to me and it, and it, his defense has impressed me I think he's an underrated defender and I really think he's his his defense has really been helping the Mavs out. He's he's kind of doing what Wesley Matthews did at this point, but, but like better. Yeah, because he's more athletic, and he obviously has something to play for. It's an actual winning situation. And I think really just Tim Hardaway Jr. has beginning where he would take a lot of bad shots, but I think he's figured out. He knows his spots now, and he knows when to shoot. But also, he's not shooting crazy fadeaways now. He's making sure like he's spotting up or he's set when he's shooting. And uh, yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. is set when he Much shoots. Much better. He's way better. And when Tim Hardaway Jr. can sit the three-point line, he can pump fake. Like now people are going to contest his three, so he'll just be able to pump fake and take a couple steps either shoot a mid-range or drive. But even now, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's still, I think he's been a good passer, and I still think he can, he can play make, and he can still find people that are open. So, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. has a solid game, but let's move on to somebody I want to talk about. I want to talk about Luka, and Luka, Luka's solid night. Luka had 35 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Luka shot 11 for 23, 47%, 5 for 8 on free throws. Need to get that up. But where I think Luka stood out tonight was his 3-point percentage. Luka that shot... That was insane. Luka shot 8 for 12 from 3, 66%, and that's where I want to start. Luca had been abysmal from three the last stri- the stretch of the last four or five games. He he'd only made like four threes out of like seventeen, eighteen threes. But he came out on yeah. fire tonight. In the first quarter, Luca went four for four in threes. He had fifteen points in the first quarter. He ended up eight for twelve on threes. Which All is, threes. Yeah, eight for eight for twelve on threes, which which is which is an amazing percentage. That that Luca, if Luca can just get that three consistent, I think he heard the criticism. I mean. That that's what that's what the great players do. They they focus on one thing of their game that's not good, and they make it better. Like if Luca can just get his three point percentage back up to around thirty five, I mean that'll be huge. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what I do not understand though is how the heck did Luka Doncic make the three point contest? Oh my God, that's the, I, no. They just wanted to, and I, they just wanted to be Luca versus Trey Young in the three point contest. That's the yeah. Only. That's it. That, that I don't understand. No, but like here, but here's the thing. someone, Luka, some good Luka, three point shooter. Luca, dude. Is Tim so, Hardaway Jr. Dude, Tim Hardaway Jr. 
would win that contest or be last place. Yeah, no, he would either like make like thirty. He'd be like twenty-five or thirty, or like make like. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude. Or first round, first round, he'd be perfect. Next round, he'd make like two shots. Okay, but here's the thing: we know Luca's gonna do better than Paul George did. He's not. He's gonna make more than six. Oh yeah, he he's. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna embarrass himself. Obviously, he's gonna put up a good fight. But, here, but here, here's, I mean, here's the thing: we're though. gonna see. We're we're gonna see a good player miss the three point contest. Like if we see a player like Davis Bertans miss it because Luca had to be in it, like I'm gonna be outraged because Davis Bertans has been flames from three. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be play the three point contest. But I was talking about like people think like Luca takes all his threes and step back. Like Luca actually isn't a bad like just spot up three shooter. Like when he like if you like if when you watch him at practice I and agree. stuff, when he's just standing still and just casually just shooting threes, like he would be in a three point contest. I mean, he can make those fine. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I want to see. I think Seth Curry should be in the three point contest again. Steph's not in it, and Clay won't be in it. So you have Seth and. They need to confuse the casuals into thinking Curry's in the contest. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, can we, can 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 I quick quick shout out to John ja, John ja Morant really quick? John ja Morant ended somebody's life tonight and dunked on them, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out to John ja Morant for. We're gonna see John ja Morant in the dunk contest, and I think he's gonna win. That that's my dark horse for the dunk contest. Dude, I think he stepped out. Did he? Yeah, I think he just did. Here, I get. I can double check for you, but <laughs> dude, I was so pissed when he's uh when he uh stepped out. It's fine. Yeah, me... sources. According to Yahoo Sports, Grizzlies rookie John Morant will not participate in slam dunk contest, oh. which is uh just put Dennis. I'm very just pissed. put Dennis Smith back in the dunk contest because I know he can <laughs> jump. Bro, I want to see Aaron Gordon versus Zach. He had the most again. technical dunk, Captain Jackass, right there. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. 2017, those were the uh, the tank years. Mm-hmm. The only thing we had to play for was a dunk contest. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. probably had one of the That's probably greatest. Three, dun- three sixty through the legs that didn't, didn't even get a 50. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do people know how hard it is to do that? Like, dude has like Bro, smaller I, hands than like I Vince Carter. See, in the dunk contest. I want to see Dwight Howard, like, pull out the Superman again and do the same thing he did like in like 2010 when he jumped from like the free throw line and like threw it in. <laughs> dude, that was so funny. They they need to get Aaron Gordon or Zach Levine back in the dunk contest to make it entertaining, because that Aaron Gordon Zach. I Levine, think Zach. What'd you say? I think Aaron Gordon might come back. I think Aaron Gordon might come back, but I think Zach Levine, I think is done. Bro, that like he's already proven, he's already proven like how good he is. That that Aaron, <laughs> that Aaron Gordon Zach Levine dunk contest was the best dunk contest I've ever watched. That was so insane. Not the best, like yeah, yeah, the, like the best, like that's uh, the one, best one I've ever seen in my lifetime. But, yeah, yeah, but moving on, let's let's get off top. We'll get back on topic for a little bit. Well, actually, let me talk about the All Star voting. Luca is currently second in the All Star voting behind LeBron. With it goes LeBron, Luca, and then Giannis. But Luca should be first. Luca, Luca is like 200,000 200, votes behind LeBron for to be the All Star captain. Luca's gonna be a starter. I I don't know who who get picked by. I hope Giannis picks him. And then we can all start the tampering for Giannis and Luca. Then Luca can be on Team Giannis. Him and Giannis can bond, and then Luca can convince Giannis to come to Dallas in 2021. You know, that's the that's the plan, right? That's the pipe dream. No, I want I want I want Giannis to say, 
like when you draft Luca, I I I want my 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 Euro, my European buddy Luka Doncic, and then it, like in like the social media world is <laughs> gonna be set on fire when he says that. Dude, that'd be that'd be Hilarious. that'd be insane. Like I I wouldn't be able to fathom that. <laughs> no, imagine like Luca throwing alley oops to like Giannis in the All Star game. Oh my god, that'd be sick, dude. If Giannis is on the Mavs, dude, he'd be like Dwight Powell, like, <laughs> but Bro, like converted into Jesus. Luca or or um uh or Giannis? No, they they could just take turns because they're both so insane. Yeah, it's like, oh, Luca, you can't play tonight. Okay, you're just gonna like, you know, take some catch and shoot threes. Yeah, no. Have Giannis, Giannis do everything. Giannis else. could just drive and then just drop it to Luca who could score, or Luca could just ISO and then hit Giannis on a cut and just literally he would just. Dunk it'd be the cheesiest duo of all time. No, and then, like, you, and then you, it'd and be and the then, best duo of all time. And then you like, still, and then you still have KP. And and Tim Hardaway. <laughs> yeah, that means that would be ridiculous. All right, so. Past the, let, let's get into some KP talk because KP was announced today tonight that he was he, KP didn't play again, and I want to get your thoughts on do you, do you think what do you think of KP's injury? Do you think Mavs fans should be concerned about it, or do you think that they're just being really precautionary about it? I mean, I believe the Mavs have been just very precautionary with this injury. I mean, we cannot caught like this team has proven that without KP. Uh, like we probably cannot go far in the playoffs, so they want to make sure KP is 100% by the time we make the playoffs, and he does not get like nagging injuries around there. Mm-hmm. I also like assumed that it was maybe like tinnitus. Yeah, that's maybe it is tinnitus. I think, I think it is tinnitus. I think they're hiding something because you don't get a PRP injection for a sore knee. Yeah, I think, I think my. Uh, original assumption that it was like a patellar tinnitus. Dude, I have like this uh, sports injury book. Basically, when someone gets injured on TV, I'm just like, you know, searching through that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have patellar tinnitus. I play basketball. It's really just from like overuse. I think he, he could have been over. Yeah. I think he could have been over. Yeah, it's also called it's also called a jumper's, jumper's knee. knee. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he could have been. I think if he if I think the reason he hurt his knee, I think he just was. He was he was worried about his putting so much like pressure on his on his yeah, back. I, 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 I know how that feels. I think he overcompensated to his other knee, and maybe that had some problems. But I hope I hope the math yeah, are just I being, have, being dude, very I have, cautionary about this. The math needs to take KP needs to take as long as time as he wants. I I'd rather the math just come out and say. KP's going to be out until after the All-Star break. I'd rather just them say that. But the, the, the Mavs, they do have a pretty easy February coming up. So I think the Mavs really need to have KP back during that February so they can crush all these really bad under 500 teams in, in the February and they can go back up into the standings. Yeah, from I have a per, from personal experience, I also had, you know, an ACL tear. I actually have had it twice. It basically ended my, you know, soccer career. Uh, in high school, I mean, I was I I consider myself pretty good, but you know it was really bad, especially the first time I tore my ACL, LCL, uh, MCL, and meniscus all torn out, and uh, basically one side of your leg is just completely uh, uh, turned into like a baby leg, and your other leg is you know jacked up. So basically, when that happens, you're gonna want to rely on your left leg and what that basically does is it makes your left leg like completely used up 
you know, like overused. So I can understand uh, that. I can understand like the problems that KP might be having if it's because of that. Yes, yes, I, yeah, that, that makes total sense. I don't, I don't think it's a long-term thing. I think because I've looked up a PRP injection is not like a steroid injection. PRP is a much safer injection, and it usually takes up to it could take up to a month to start like easing that pain. But I, I, I if KP had to like have some season-ending surgery, I wouldn't be really mad about it because I mean it's 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 year one of a five of a five-year contract. I mean it, that it's the first year. It wouldn't really make me that mad, but I don't think it's a long-term thing, guys. I think y'all shouldn't panic. I think we should just relax, and, I mean, we got the Clippers game coming up Tuesday. Relax and enjoy the ride. I think that, enjoy I, Dwight Powell. I think that, I think, <laughs> yeah. Powell, I enjoy think, Dwight Powell's five for six yeah. and six rebounds. Yeah. I, I don't I think the Clippers game on Tuesday is going to be a good, like, benchmark to see how to see how good the maps are without KP. Because if, if, if the Mavs get, like, blown out by the Clippers, then, like, okay, yeah. But if the Mavs, if Luke is able to, like, hold his own with the Clippers. Now, I don't know who's out for the Clippers. I don't know if Paul George is out. I don't know if Kawhi is going to be load-managed. But the Clippers are a team. The reason that I think they can beat the Mavs is the Clippers just will out-physical the Mavs in the in the. Yeah, they, they just played at the beginning of the year. Like, we just completely got destroyed by them. But, again, as a young team, uh, we learn from these uh, games. So, maybe... We'll come out, get the dub. Yeah. Tim Hardaway will score three points. Calling right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Tim, Tim Hardaway is going to make uh, Patrick Beverly mad. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. It's all, all going to be good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's hop into our final topic of the pod. We're about 30, 30, 40, 34 minutes right now coming up. So we'll, we'll do this little three, four minute segment. We'll end it around 40 minutes. Not just a little, short, a little shorter pod tonight. But I'm, uh, let's get into some trade talk. So I'm. Uh, as we know, the Robert Covington was rumored to be trading talk between the Mavs. The Mavs were having some heavy talks with Robert Covington, apparently. The Rockets dropped out, so it's really between the Mavs and the Sixers Sixers now for Robert Covington. So I wanted to know, Gumby, what would you think of a Robert Covington to the Mavs trade? Oh, man, it would be too good to be true. I mean, I have, per- I have said that I think our biggest need right now is a backup forward. I mean, we saw tonight Justin Jackson. He played 21 minutes. He scored zero points. Got four rebounds, got block, got one assist. I mean, we're not going to have a forward to rely on in the playoffs uh, when it comes, you know? So if we can have Roku, Roku can start, right? And we can have Dorian come off the bench. Mm-hmm. Roku gives you... Roku averages this season uh, 1.7 steals and one block. So that could... I'm pretty sure also that the Mavs are I think dead last or close to dead last in steals so trending for a guy like Robert Covington creates a lot of chances in terms of steals uh, which can turn into fast break points mm-hmm. so like you can have Rocco steal the ball then he passes it to Tim Hardaway Jr. and then Tim Hardaway Jr. can you know their windmill dunk. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this would be my ideal storyline if you got Robert Covington trade. So my trade proposal for Robert Covington would be something like the Golden State second round pick, uh, Jalen Brunson yeah. and Justin Jackson. So let's say that's the trade package: Justin Jackson, Jalen Brunson, Golden. I'm State fine with that. Second, yes. So now let's say you get Robert Covington here. I think your starting lineup is Luca, THJ, Robert Covington, KP, and Maxi. That would be, I think, your five. Then, if you wanted to roll out a smaller lineup, you could go with Luca, 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 Thj, Dorian, Robert Covington, and KP. 
But I think if you if you give if you give Tim if you give Dorian's minutes to Robert Covington and then you give Justin Jackson's minutes to Dorian, your wing depth now you have two three and D wings that are both really solid and Robert Covington adds playoff experience. Yeah, playoff experience yeah, for Robert just, Covington. Justin Justin Jackson hasn't been terrible. The problem is that he hasn't really been that consistent. I mean, like, like in the beginning of the season, we thought, like, boy, dude, this guy's a threat from three. But then later in the season, he's just, like, disappeared, you know? Yes. And, and they I, put Ryan Brokoff in, and, you know, he's I a hope, god, obviously. I hope Ryan Brokoff comes back soon. I miss Ryan Brokoff. Yeah, I miss Ryan Brokoff, too, man. Uh, also, uh, so, yeah, Robert... Yeah, so those two lineups you said, uh, yeah, I would agree. Like the good thing about this is that we can fluctuate lineups, so it would allow us to, you know, uh, adjust to uh, different matchups. Like if we played against the Lakers, who have like two very like a lot of dangerous paint uh, paint players, like Javale McGee, Dwight Howard, uh, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, uh, we can like you know change up the lineups. And we'll probably be fine. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think Robert Covington, like Justin Jackson and Dorian sounds eh, that's okay, but if you put Dorian if you put Robert Covington as a starter and then Dorian as your bench guy, I mean Dorian coming off the bench with in that bench unit would be even greater. And I feel like because in the playoffs the starters are gonna get more minutes. And you don't you don't use as much as your bench. So Luca and KP's minutes are gonna get more by the playoffs. And I think just, I feel like adding Robert Covington as a 3 and D win. And I think what you're getting from Robert Covington is more of, he's more of like a Seth, he's more of like, a, he's more of like a kind of like a, he's kind of like a Seth Curry, but like as like a, if Seth Curry was bigger and played defense, that's what I would compare Robert Covington to. He, he, he has the ability to go off for 30 points a game. He did it against the math. He can shoot, but I think you're really getting him for his tenacity on defense and what he brings to you on the defensive end. But also, he can be a good, he can ISO and he can score, but he also, he, yeah. can, be, he can be a good catch-and-shoot guy. And I, I mean, I think really, if the Mavs add a 3 and D wing, I think that would be great. I think that's a piece they could they could use. And Robert Covington's contract is not, it's very good. It's only like 11 point two million dollars and the Mavs have a have an eleven point five million dollar trade exception so they could very well use that eleven point eight or eleven point eight yeah the Mavs have the trade exception to do that trade so I really think it's gonna happen as we get closer to the deadline on February like fourteenth or something like that. It better happen. But yeah plus plus uh so if we made that trade with the Timberwolves, uh the Timberwolves recently made that Jeff Teague trade which uh opened up a trade exception uh uh for what's his name, Trevion Graham. Uh, 1.6. Jim Brunson's only making 1.4. So it'd be basically a straight-up salary dump for uh, the Timberwolves. And they'd get the playmaking point guard they'd want, a second-round pick, and plus a forward, you know, to also develop with uh, that young core. Yep. So I think that's where we're going to leave the pod tonight, guys. We're about 40 minutes now. So thank you all for tuning in to Courtside Mavs. Uh, thanks, Gumby, for joining us tonight as our special guest. You might see him a couple more times whenever I have to have somebody fill in. But yeah, Gumby, you got anything to say before we sign off? You want to like plug all your social media and whatnot? Uh, so yeah, follow me on Twitter at NotChefGumby. Uh, also follow me on Instagram, NotChefGumby. And uh, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr., God. On mode, I was on the train since the trade uh, came through. 
actually since probably he was a free agent with the Hawks. Dude, if you have not seen his highlights in the Rising Stars Challenge, I recommend you watch that. Yeah, he goes against De- Deion Waiters, who uh, Deion Waiters is, you know, eating gummy bears somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's eating gummy bears somewhere. Uh, yeah, I recommend you watch that. Uh, t- Tim Hardaway Jr., my bold prediction for next game against the Clippers, he's going to drop 25. All right. So, yeah, guys, thanks for you for listening to Courtside Mabs. Um, we'll be back. I'll be back probably Tuesday night or Wednesday or during or Wednesday. We'll have a post game after the Clippers game. We might have another pod, pod this weekend. So, yeah, Murphy and I will be back on our next pod Tuesday or this weekend. So, yeah, thanks for Gummy for joining us. And, yeah, thank you all for listening to Courtside Mavs. And remember, we're by the fans for the fans. Signing off, guys. Peace. And at forward, in his 21st season, And welcome back to Courtside Mavs, everybody. I hope everyone's having a fantastic night after that Dallas Mavericks win. I was attending, I was actually at the game, and wow, what a crazy game, what an atmosphere. But unfortunately tonight, I'm not joined by my co-host Murphy. He was unavailable tonight. I think he might have been after the Thunder game. But, but I am honored to say that I am joined by, this person's off Mavs Twitter, you might know him. His name is um uh, uh Tim Gumby Away Jr. and he is the Tim Hardaway Stan and y- you all are gonna love him. He's hilarious. So I thought, what a perfect night to bring him on the pod after Tim Hardaway drops 29 points and shoots almost 60 percent from the field. So let's give a warm welcome to Gumby. Gumby, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very fantastic. How are you, Logan? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing marvelous. Um, I was actually at the Mavs game tonight. I I really really enjoyed it, um, and you know it it was just a great it was a great entertainment to be at. This was my first time actually seeing Luka Doncic in person, and wow, it, 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 he is something special. If you have if you're in the Dallas area and you haven't had a chance to go watch Luka play yet, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, watching him play in person, it's so much different than seeing on TV, and wow, it's just. I, I got I got nothing more more to say about Luca. Luca is just amazing. He had a great night tonight. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Gumby, I want I want to I want to hear from you about your man. Now, guys, I'll I'll before I'll let Gumby talk about his side of the story, about this. But Gumby has been the Tim Hardaway stand for the Mavs since day one. Even when Tim Hardaway was having a horrible year at the beginning of the year, Gumby stuck st- stood by Tim Hardaway's side no matter how bad he was playing and was saying, Yo, he's going to get better and he's going to approve. And it seems that Gumby, assume, ever since he switched his Twitter account to a Hardaway stand account, Hardaway has been a god. So Gumby, I don't want to take I don't want to take your credit here, but I feel like that you kind of made Tim Hardaway Jr. into what he is today. I mean, it's not more. It's not that I made him really good. It's just I've been trying to spread the truth. Where, in that, you know, when you have more patience with him, you know, I mean, we all remember in the end of last season he had that surgery with his leg. So, at the end of the last season, you know, like during the tank, like the hardcore tank, uh, 
you know, he was injured. So that played a factor in why he kind of struggled in early this season. But, I mean, you also have to look at, like, his situations with other teams. So, like, obviously the Knicks, we all know that the Knicks are a terrible team. I mean, they were using Tim Hardaway as their first option, which is clearly not what he's supposed to be. Then the team before him, the Hawks, I mean, he had a good run there when they were actually good. You know, he showed some potential, but obviously 2016 happened. Uh, got paid too much money. But thanks to him getting paid too much money, now he's on our team. Uh, blessing now in, he blessing is in disguise. A, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. All right, so let's get into the game. The Dallas Mavericks defeated the Portland Trailblazers tonight, 120-112. to I sat in section 321, which is what Matt San told me was a great three-inch section. It was a great view, and I personally had a great time at the game, guys. And I'll get to this in a little bit, but actually, I'll just go to it now. When Luka hit that step-back three with about, about 45 seconds left, the dagger three, nothing but the bottom of the net, that was nothing like I have ever experienced at a Mavs game before, or just a sporting event. When Luka hit that dagger three and the crowd went crazy, that that was the reason I wanted to see Luka in person for those moments right there. And I mean, it was just something special, and I can't even explain how exciting and how, how fathomed I was seeing was able to see Luka be clutch like that in person. Luka went for 35, and man... It, it it was just a privilege just to be there. Shout out to my family. We took with everyone went to the game. It was great, and yeah. But let's let, let's get into some stats. So, Mavs have a pretty good record when like three or four players go into double digit points as you see today. And uh, I'm gonna first talk about Maxi. Maxi had another solid game. He had ten points, five rebounds, one assist. He played 33 minutes. Shot shot. He only shot two for eight, so he had a bad shooting night. But he did shoot. He did shoot three for six on threes which is still pretty good but but dorian had a, a okay game six points five rebounds but the stars of tonight actually hold on let, let, let me get to something first seth curry had a good game tonight against his against his former team which he did play for portland seth curry at 16 points had a solid night but one thing i want yeah, to highlight is um, uh, jalen brunton had a very good second quarter and he kind of was that spark off the bench. Do you have any comments on how Jalen Brunson played during the second quarter? I mean, I think Jalen Brunson did great. Um, he filled, you know, the void we expected him to. Uh, just, you know, being that playmaker off the bench, uh, distributing for, you know, wide-open shooters. I mean, he also shot uh, 5 for 10 today, which is 50%. That is very good for Jalen Brunson. Uh he also got two free throws. I mean, that's always solid. He got one steal, one assist, two rebounds, plus three, uh, you know, in the game. Just overall solid night. We, I expect this from Brunson. This is like a very positive uh, game from him. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, Brunson, he, he, hadn't, he hadn't been playing up to what he was playing like last year. And really, he had just been missing. He really has just been struggling this year on shooting. He's missing his shots. But in this game, in the second quarter, he was... I believe... Dude, I believe... Like, I, I, he has struggled to find a role with this team. I think Luka, being such a ball-dominant player that he is, it has really hurt Brunson's ability to control the offense for a significant amount of time 
Like when we saw Luka Doncic when he was out, uh, you know, yeah. when was this like? We, you, we all remember like when Luka was out with the injury. Uh, Jalen Brunson filled in pretty well, and well now that he's back to his old role, he hasn't you know done as well as before. But it just proves that when Jalen Brunson has the ball in his hands, he can control the offense quite well. Yes, I think I think the one thing about Brunson is I th- I don't think he's very good when Luca's on the floor. I think Brunson has to be the main ball handler on the floor. And Brunson, I thought tonight he did a great job. He was getting into the paint and he has this like little like runner or floater he was doing, which was very good. He did a couple post ups and all, overall he set up a couple good good open looks and that's what you want. He was that spark off the bench that kept us kept us in the lead. And the first quarter was pretty bad. I mean, I mean Portland. I can't talk about. See, seeing Damian Lillard in person, man, holy crap! Damian Lillard is so good, man. The way the way he just effortlessly gets to the basket, seeing it live, I mean, good lord, Damian Lillard is so good. He he just comes off those screens, hits those threes. I mean, it's just amazing to watch in person of how how effortlessly his shot is and how good it is. And Damian Lillard isn't even fully healthy. He's, he was playing sick. And one thing I do want to highlight though, for just note, CJ McCollum only played eleven minutes tonight. I watched him at the other end. He did come down on somebody's shoe, and I believe he rolled his ankle, so he missed the remaining yeah. of the yeah. game in the second quarter. So, uh, prayers to CJ. Hope he hope he's all he hope he's okay. Ends up being nothing major. But Lillard, we we kind of let Lillard Lillard do whatever he wanted. He had thirty four points, ten assists, and he really was Portland's only scorer tonight. But Carmelo Anthony, I would say he had a pretty solid night. He was bullying. Yeah, Melo. Melo gave us some problems, in the especially in the paint, but not. It wasn't too bad. Also, Hassan Whiteside. Uh, he he was actually nine for ten. Yeah, we can get into Hassan Whiteside. He had five that, blocks. Because Hassan Whiteside, us letting him dominate, dominate, dominate in the paint. Yeah, that's a big problem. That's that's more of just a whole problem that we can get into later in the pod when we start discussing some of the trade rumors and stuff. But yes, Hassan Whiteside had a great day today. He had, let me see here, he had 21 points, but he had 18 rebounds. And where the Mavs lack, it's not on the offensive rebounding. They get destroyed on the defensive class by, like, these big Dude, physical centers. He had a per, he had a Dwight Powell-esque 9 for 10 in the field. Yes. Very Dwight Powell-like. Speaking of Dwight Powell, Dwight, Dwight Powell did not have a good game tonight. He got bullied in the paint, and they ended up pulling him at the end of the game because he just couldn't do anything to stop, which I don't understand why they keep having a, a Dwight Powell guard these big physical guys. It makes no sense to me. But the, these are the games to where it really make, makes you question. If the Mavs play a team like the Lakers or like the Jazz in the playoffs, what are they going to do? I mean, no one's going to stop Gobert. We don't have anybody to take him away that's big and physical. I mean, KP, KP's KP, but he's not like a big physical center. That's why I've been advocating for the Mavs to go get somebody to like, maybe not maybe, Andre Drummond. Maybe Boban. Yeah, Boban, Boban, like, Boban did not play tonight. I wish he would have gotten some minutes when they were destroying us in the paint. That would have helped. Yeah, Boban, just Boban's presence there. I mean, the guy is 7-4. I mean, you, <laughs> the guy is a physical like monster in the paint. Like, no one wants to go near that guy. Yeah, and I, I really think that, like, Hassan Whiteside giving us problems in the paint, it really shows, again, the maps. The maps were able to overcome tonight by scoring, but there's, there are going to be games where your offense can't score enough, but you need your defense to be solid. In those games, the maps just cannot stop anyone in the paint. Hassan Whiteside was doing whatever he wanted, and that's why I really advocate for the maps to get somebody maybe like a Derek Favors or a Tristan Thompson. The maps need some, some physical center to put next to KP that's going to help 
box out and get those dirty rebounds at the, at the clutch. Because the problem is the Mavs, they don't get the clutch rebounds when they need to. They don't get those out. They don't box out people and get those physical rebounds. But that, that that's the thing we can get into later. Um, but on the Mavs side, let's get to who I think stole the show tonight, which is Gumby's man, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. tonight, he had 29 points, 4 rebounds. He had no assist because he's he didn't need to pass the ball because he was so freaking good. Tim Hardaway shot nine. For, <laughs> he shot he shot nine for 16, 56 percent. He had six for seven on the free throws, and he was five for eight on threes, which is 62 percent. So Hardaway shot a total of 56 percent from the game, which is amazing. So Gumby, what do you have to say about Tim Hardaway Jr. his performance tonight? It's spectacular, spectacular. He is. He has been really good uh, for this stretch of games. Like, I don't know why the league does not talk about this Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway Jr. duo more. Like, it's just been incredible. I mean, Luka Doncic, you know, he does all the playmaking stuff, but Tim Hardaway's ability to catch and shoot and, you know, pull up from mid-range, also drive in. Plus, he isn't. he's actually improved at defense, which has been, you know... Uh, a huge plus for us. Uh, we all saw that uh, clutch steal he had against Damian Lillard, which was, I think it created, I think it was like maybe a free throw or, no, it wasn't a free throw. It was just another possession. Yes. So yes. yeah, yeah. So Tim, Tim's been spectacular. I, I don't know why the league never talks about him. And I, you know? I would like to advocate everyone to go check out Gumby on his Twitter, the Tim Hardaway Jr. apology form. So why, why, why don't you go ahead and explain, uh, yeah. explain that to the viewers or the listeners? Yeah, if if you ever disrespected Tim Hardaway Jr. due to his contract, uh, uh, due to him taking some bad shots or whatever it may be, please go to my uh, Twitter account and sign that form because uh, that's your only way of uh, getting a formal apology. Why don't you plug? <laughs> why don't you plug plug your Twitter? Plug my. My Twitter? Uh-huh. What do you mean, like, like say, not what, Jeff Gumby? Yeah, no, what, what's your at? What's your at on Twitter, buddy? Yeah, at not Jeff Gumby, right there. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tweet it when I tweet at the pod, but, yeah, Tomorrow Jr. has us all night. I think what's impressed me most about Tomorrow Jr. is just his consistency. I mean, he is, he is... <laughs> He is starting to be a consistent guy from three. And I think what's more important is he's coming off those screens on those mid-ranges, and he would brick those early in the year. Now he's hitting those mid-ranges consistently now, and, he, and it's such a weapon because when you have a guy that can just come, that can drive in the paint and just pull up at the elbow and make those consistently, that's a weapon to have when you have somebody that that, that can make those mid-range jumpers consistently. Yeah, we, he's also a guy that can help us. You know, if we're down eight points, he can give us a quick six buckets. Or sorry, six points. <laughs> six buckets would give us the lead. And, and but I, you know what I mean. Like, I, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Yeah, and plus, yeah, just he's just. If you watch the games, he's basically open all the time. Like his ability to get open is also pretty underrated at this point. 
Yes, and I I think one of the big things that Nuri talks about THJ is he he is a people I know he doesn't his defense doesn't get talked about a lot, but he but when it needs to be he had some great defensive possessions on Damian Lillard to where he did not let him drive he contested those deep threes and he made Lillard take a bad shot. I mean his defense has been very underrated to me and it, and it, his defense has impressed me. I think he's an underrated defender and I really think he's his his defense has really been helping the Mavs out. He's he's kind of doing what Wesley Matthews did at this point, but, but like better. Yeah, because he's more athletic and he obviously has something to play for. It's an actual winning situation. And I think really just Tim Hardaway Jr. at the beginning where he would take a lot of bad shots, but I think he's figured out. He knows his spots now and he knows when to shoot. But also he's not shooting crazy fadeaways now. He's making sure like he's spotting up or he's set when he's shooting. And uh, yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. is set when he Much shoots. Much better. He's way better. And when Tim Hardaway Jr. can sit the three-point line, he can pump fake. Like now people are going to contest his three, so he'll just be able to pump fake and take a couple steps either shoot a mid-range or drive. But even now, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's still, I think he's been a good passer. And I still think he can, he can play make and he can still find people that are open. So, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. has a solid game, but let's move on to somebody I want to talk about. I want to talk about Luka, and Luka, Luka's solid night. Luka had 35 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Luka shot 11 for 23, 47%, 5 for 8 on free throws, need to get that up. But where I think Luka stood out tonight was his 3-point percentage. Luka that shot... That was insane. Luka shot 8 for 12 from 3, 66%. And that's where I want to start. Luca had been abysmal from three the last stri- the stretch of the last four or five games. He he'd only made like four threes out of like seventeen, eighteen threes. But he came out on yeah. fire tonight in the first quarter. Luca went four for four in threes. He had fifteen points in the first quarter. He ended up eight for twelve on threes. Which All is, threes. Yeah, eight for eight for twelve on threes, which which is which is an amazing percentage. That that Luca, if Luca can just get that three consistent, I think he heard the criticism. I mean. That that's what that's what the great players do. They they focus on one thing of their game that's not good, and they make it better. Like if Luca can just get his three point percentage back up to around thirty five, I mean that'll be huge. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what I do not understand though is how the heck did Luka Doncic make the three point contest? Oh my God, that's th- I, no. They just wanted to, and I, they just wanted to be Luca versus Trey Young in the three point contest. That's the yeah. Only- that's it. That, that <laughs> I don't understand. No, but here, like but here's the thing. someone, Luka, some good Luka, three point shooter. Luca, dude, is Tim Hardaway Jr. Dude, Tim Hardaway Jr. would win that contest or be last place. Yeah, no, he would either like make like thirty. He'd be like twenty five out of thirty, or like make like yeah, seven, yeah, dude, dude. Or first pro- round, first round, he'd be perfect. Next round, he'd make like. Two shots. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing we know. Luca's gonna do better than Paul George did. He's not he's gonna make more than six. Oh yeah, he he's not gonna be he's not gonna embarrass himself. Obviously he's gonna put up and get a fight. But, but here, here's, I mean here's the thing we're though. gonna see we're we're gonna see a good player miss the three point contest. Like if we see a player like Davis Bertons miss it because Luca had to be in it, like I'm gonna be outraged because Davis Bertons has been flames from three. Yeah, no, I don't even know who's the three-point contest. But I was talking about, like, people think, like, Luka takes all his three on step back. Like, Luka actually isn't a bad, like, just spot-up three-shooter. Like, when he, like, if you, like, if when you watch him at practice I and agree. stuff, when he's just standing still and just casually just shooting threes, like, he would be in a three-point contest. I mean, he can make those fine. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I want to say, I think Seth Curry should be in the three-point contest again. Steph's not in it. And Clay won't be in it. So you have Seth and... They need to confuse the casuals into thinking Curry's in the contest. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, 
can 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 I have a quick quick shout out to John John Morant really quick. John Morant ended somebody's life tonight and dunked on them, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out to John Morant for. We're gonna see John Morant in the dunk contest, and I think he's gonna win. That that's my dark horse for the dunk contest. Dude, I think he stepped out. Did he? Yeah, I think he just did. Here, I can I can double check for you, but <laughs> dude, I was so pissed when he's uh when he uh stepped out. It's fine. Yeah, okay. sources. According to Yahoo Sports, Grizzlies rookie John Morant will not participate in slam dunk contest, oh. which is uh just put Dennis. I'm very just pissed. put Dennis Smith back in the dunk contest because I know he can <laughs> jump. Bro, I want to see Aaron Gordon versus. Zach yeah, Canadian. the most technical dunk, Captain Jackass, right there. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. 2017. Those were the uh, the tank years. The only thing we had to play for was a dunk contest. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. probably had one of the probably greatest three sixty through the legs that didn't, didn't even get a fifty. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do people know how hard it is to do that? Like, dude has like Bro, smaller I, hands than like it's Carter. See, in the dunk contest. I want to see Dwight Howard like pull out the Superman again and do the same thing he did like in like 2010 when he jumped from like the free throw line and like threw it in. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. They, they need to get Aaron Gordon or Zach Levine back in the dunk contest to make it entertaining. Because that Aaron Gordon, Zach I Levine... Think Zach... What'd you say? I think Aaron Gordon might come back. I think Aaron Gordon might come back, but I think Zach Levine, I think he's done. Bro, that like Aaron... he's already proven... He's already proven like how good he is. That, that, Aaron, that Aaron Gordon Zach Levine dunk contest was the best dunk contest I've ever watched. That was so insane. Not the best, like yeah, yeah, the, like the best, like that's uh, the one, best one I've ever seen in my lifetime. But, yeah, yeah, but moving on, let's let's get off top. We'll get back on topic for a little bit. Well, actually, let me talk about the All Star voting. Luca is currently second in the All Star voting behind LeBron. With it goes LeBron, Luca, and then Giannis. But Luca should be first. Luca, Luca is. Like 200,000 200, votes behind LeBron for to be the All Star captain. Luca's gonna be a starter. I I don't know who who get picked by. I hope Giannis picks him, and then we can all start the tampering for Giannis and Luca. Then Luca can be on Team Giannis. Him and Giannis can bond, and then Luca can convince Giannis to come to Dallas in twenty twenty one. You know that's the that's the plan, right? That's the pipe dream. No, I want I want I want Giannis to say like when he drafts Luca. I, I I want my 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 Euro, my European buddy Luka Doncic and then it, like in like the social media world is going to be set on fire when he says that. Dude, that'd be that'd be hilarious. That'd be insane. Like I I wouldn't be able to fathom that. <laughs> no, imagine like Luka throwing alley oops to like Giannis in the All Star game. Oh my god! That'd be sick, dude. If Giannis is on the Mavs, dude, he'd be like Dwight Powell, like. <laughs> But Bro, like here's the converted thing. into Jesus, Luca or or um uh or Giannis. No, they they could just take turns because they're both so insane. Yeah, it's like oh Luca, you can't play tonight. Okay, you're just gonna like, you know, take some catch and shoot threes. Yeah, no. Have Giannis, Giannis do everything. Giannis could just drive and then just drop it to Luca who could score, or Luca could just ISO and then hit Giannis on a cut and just literally he would just. Dunk it'd on be the cheesiest duo of all time. No, and then, like, the, and then you, it'd and be the best duo of all time. And then you like, still and then you still have KP. And and Tim Hardaway. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that'd be, that'd be ridiculous. All right, so 
pass the let, let's get into some KP talk because KP was announced today tonight that he was he, KP didn't play again. And I want to get your thoughts on do you, do you think what do you think of KP's injury? Do you think Mavs fans should be concerned about it or do you think that they're just being really precautionary about it? I mean, I believe the Mavs have been just very precautionary with this injury. I mean, we cannot co- like this team has proven that without KP uh, like we probably cannot go far in the playoffs, so they want to make sure KP is 100% by the time we make the playoffs, and he does not get like nagging injuries around there. Mm-hmm. I also like assumed that it was maybe like tinnitus. Yeah, that's maybe it is tinnitus. I think, I think it is tinnitus. I think they're hiding something because you don't get a PRP injection for a sore knee. Yeah, I think, I think my. Uh, original assumption that it was like a patellar tinnitus. Dude, I have like this uh, sports injury book. Basically, when someone gets injured on TV, I'm just like, you know, searching through that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have patellar tinnitus. I play basketball. It's really just from like overuse. I think he, he could have been over. Yeah. I think he could have been over. Yeah, it's also called, it's also called a jumper's, jumper's knee. knee. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he could have been, I think if he, if I think the reason he hurt his knee, I think he just was he was he was worried about his putting so much like pressure on his on his yeah, back. I, 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 I know how that feels. I think he overcompensated to his other knee, and maybe that had some problems. But I hope I hope the math yeah, are just I being, have, being dude, very I have, cautionary about this. The math needs to take KP needs to take as long as time as he wants. I I'd rather the math just come out and say. KP's going to be out until after the All-Star break. I'd rather just them say that. But the, the, the Mavs, they do have a pretty easy February coming up. So I think the Mavs really need to have KP back during that February so they can crush all these really bad under 500 teams in, in the February and they can go back up into the standings. Yeah, from I have a per, from personal experience, I also had, you know, an ACL tear. I actually have had it twice. It basically ended my, you know, soccer career. Uh, in high school, I mean, I was I I consider myself pretty good, but you know it was really bad, especially the first time I tore my ACL, LCL, uh, MCL, and meniscus all torn out, and uh, basically one side of your leg is just completely uh, uh, turned into like a baby leg, and your other leg is you know jacked up. So basically, when that happens, you're gonna want to rely on your left leg and what that basically does is it makes your left leg like completely used up or you know like overused so i can understand uh that i can understand like the problems that kp might be having if it's because of that yes yes yeah that that makes total sense i I don't think it's a long-term thing i think because i've looked up a prp injection is not like a steroid injection prp is a much safer injection and it usually takes up to it could take up to a month to start like easing that pain but i i I, if kp had to like have some season-ending surgery i wouldn't be really mad about it because i mean it's 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 year one of a five of a five-year contract i mean that it's the first year it wouldn't really make me that mad, but I don't think it's a long-term thing, guys. I think y'all shouldn't panic. I think we should just relax. And I mean, we got the Clippers game coming up Tuesday. Relax and enjoy the ride. I think that, enjoy I, Dwight Powell. I think that. <laughs> I think yeah. Powell. I enjoy think, Dwight Powell's five for six. Yeah. And six rebounds. Yeah. I, I I don't I think the Clippers game on Tuesday is going to be a good like benchmark to see how to see how good the maps are without KP. 
Because if, if, if the Mavs get, like, blown out by the Clippers, then, like, okay, yeah. But if the Mavs, if Luke is able to, like, hold his own with the Clippers. Now, I don't know who's out for the Clippers. I don't know if Paul George is out. I don't know if Kawhi is going to be load-managed. But the Clippers are a team. The reason I think they can beat the Mavs is the Clippers just will out-physical the Mavs in the in the paint. Yeah, they, they just played at the beginning of the year. Like, we just completely got destroyed by them. But, again, as a young team, uh, we learn from these uh, games. So, maybe... We'll come out, get the dub. Yeah. Tim Hardaway will score three points. Calling right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Tim, Tim Hardaway is going to make uh, Patrick Beverly mad. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. It's all, it's all going to be good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's hop into our final topic of the pod. We're about 30, 30, 40, 34 minutes right now coming up. So we'll, we'll do this a little three, four minute segment. We'll end it around 40 minutes. Not just a little, short, a little shorter pod tonight. But um, uh, let's get into some trade talk. So I'm. Uh, as we know, the Robert Covington was rumored to be trading talk between the Mavs. The Mavs were having some heavy talks with Robert Covington, apparently. The Rockets dropped out, so it's really between the Mavs and the Sixers Sixers now for Robert Covington. So I wanted to know, Gumby, what would you think of a Robert Covington to the Mavs trade? Oh, man, it would be too good to be true. I mean, I have, per- I have said that I think our biggest need right now is a back and forward. I mean, we saw tonight Justin Jackson. He played 21 minutes. He scored zero points. Got four rebounds, got block, got one assist. I mean, we're not gonna have a forward to rely on in the playoffs uh, when it comes, you know. So if we can have Roku, Roku can start right, and we can have Dorian come off the bench. Mm-hmm. Roku gives you, Roku averages this season uh, 1.7 steals and one block. So that could, I'm pretty sure also that. The Mavs are, I think, dead last or close to dead last in steals. So trending for a guy like Robert Covington creates a lot of chances in terms of steals, uh, which can turn into fast break points. Mm-hmm. So like you can have Rocco steal the ball, then he passes it to Hardaway Jr. and then to Hardaway Jr. can you know throw a windmill dunk. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this would be my ideal storyline if you got Robert Covington trade. So my trade proposal for Robert Covington would be something like. The Golden State second round pick, uh, Jalen Brunson yeah. and Justin Jackson. So let's say that's the trade package: Justin Jackson, Jalen Brunson, Golden. I'm State fine with that. Second, yes. So now let's say you get Robert Covington here. I think your starting lineup is Luca, THJ, Robert Covington, KP, and Maxi. That would be, I think, your five. Then, if you wanted to roll out a smaller lineup, you could go with Luca, 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 THJ, Dorian, Robert Covington, and KP. But I think if you if you give if you give Tim if you give Dorian's minutes to Robert Covington and then you give Justin Jackson's minutes to Dorian, your wing depth now you have two three and D wings that are both really solid and Robert Covington adds playoff experience. And yeah, playoff experience yeah, for Robert just, Covington. Justin Justin Jackson hasn't been terrible. The problem is that he hasn't been, really been that consistent. I mean, like, through, like in the beginning of the season, we thought like, boy, dude, this guy's a threat from three but then later in the season he's just like, like disappeared you know <laughs> yes and, and they I, put ryan brokoff in and you know he's I a hope, god obviously I, I hope ryan brokoff comes back soon i miss ryan brokoff yeah i miss ryan brokoff too man uh also uh so yeah robert yeah so those two lineups you said uh yeah i would agree like the good thing about this is that we can fluctuate lineups so it would allow us to you know uh adjust to uh different matchups like if we played against the lakers who have like 
two very like a lot of dangerous paint uh paint players like JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, uh LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh we can like, you know, change up the lineups and we'll probably be fine. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I think Robert Covington like Justin Jackson and Dorian sounds eh, that's okay, but if you put Dorian, if you put Robert Covington as a starter and then Dorian as your bench guy, I mean Dorian coming off the bench in that bench unit would be even greater. And I feel like because in the playoffs the starters are going to get more minutes, and you don't you don't use as much as your bench. So Luca and KP's minutes are going to get more by the playoffs. And I think just. I feel like adding Robert Covington as a three and D win. I think what you're getting from Robert Covington is more of he's more of like a Seth. He's more of like a, he's more of like a kind of like a he's kind of like a Seth Curry, but like as like a if Seth Curry was bigger and played defense, that's what I would compare Robert Covington to. He 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 has the ability to go off for thirty points a game. He did it against the math. He can shoot, but I think you're really getting him for his tenacity on defense. And what he brings to you on the defensive end, but also he can be a good, he can ISO and he can score, but he also yeah. he, he can be a good catch and shoot guy. And I, I mean, I think really if the Mavs add a three and D wing, I think that would be great. I think that's a piece they could they could use. And Robert Covington's contract is not, it's very good. It's only like eleven point two million dollars, and the Mavs have a, have an eleven point five million dollar trade exception, so they could very well use that. Eleven point eight or eleven point eight. Yeah, yeah the Mavs have the trade exception to do that trade. So I really think it's going to happen as we get closer to the deadline on February, like fourteenth or something like that. Yeah, better happen. But yeah. Plus, plus. Uh, so if we made that trade with the Timberwolves, uh, the Timberwolves recently made that Jeff Teague trade, which uh, opened up a trade exception, uh, uh, for what's his name, Trevion Graham, uh, one point six. Jim Brunson's only making one point four. So it'd be basically a straight up salary dump for uh the Timberwolves. And they'd get the playmaking point guard they'd want, a second round pick, and plus a forward, you know, to also develop with uh, that young core. Yep. So I think that's where we're going to leave the pod tonight, guys. We're about 40 minutes now. So thank you all for tuning in to Courtside Mavs. Uh, thanks, Gumby, for joining us tonight as our special guest. You might see him a couple more times whenever I have to have somebody fill in. But yeah, Gumby, you got anything to say before we sign off? You want to like plug all your social media and whatnot? Uh, so yeah, follow me on Twitter at NotChefGumby. Uh, also follow me on Instagram, NotChefGumby. And uh, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. Gone mode. I was on the train since the trade uh, came through. Actually, since probably he was a free agent with the Hawks. Dude, if you have not seen his highlights in the Rising Stars Challenge, I recommend you watch that. Yeah, he goes against De- Dion Waiters. Who, uh, Dion Waiters... Is, you know, eating gummy bears somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's he's eating gummy bears somewhere. Uh, yeah, I recommend you watch that. Uh, t- Tim Hardaway Jr. My bold prediction for next game against the Clippers: he's going to drop twenty-five. All right. So yeah, guys, thanks for you for listening to Courtside Mabs. Um, we'll be back. I'll be back probably Tuesday night or Wednesday or during or Wednesday. We'll have a post game after the Clippers game. We might have another pod pod this weekend. So yeah, Murphy and I will be back on our next pod Tuesday or this weekend. So yeah, thanks for Gummy for joining us. And yeah, thank you all for listening to Courtside Mavs. And remember, we're by the fans for the fans. Signing off, guys. Peace.